This week on Kettle of Fish, actor John Lear stops by to talk about the ominous number 51. Welcome to our after show. We call Kettle of Fish the No Politics Laughter Show. It's time for Kettle of Fish. No debates, hate, or arguments allowed on Kettle of Fish. It's like a Willy Wonka psychedelic acid trip. So hooray for Kettle of Fish. Alrighty. <laughs> Welcome to Kettle of Fish, my little fish heads. Um, usually this is the show after the show and all the political blah, blah, blah. No politics today. Special Monday evening shows. I guess is the show after I've been sitting on my ass all day watching TV. Oh, who am <laughs> I? I have to start remembering to introduce myself again. Nick, the saucy one, Katsouris. And I want to also introduce my co-hostiest with the co-mostiest. Fresh back from snowy Maine, Fern, the moist voice heart. Aren't you glad that nickname stuck? I am. And you know, being in human Virginia Beach and coming back from snowy Maine, the moisture factor is kind of appropriate right now. Yeah, uh, definitely. Sweet. And who's our fabulous producer? Who's our little fabulous producer that keeps everything from going to crap? <laughs> is it D? Of course it is. I am here. Uh... Yeah, and I'm here. I've I've been working at the gym like almost every day for like a few days, and I feel getting really all great. toned up for Nola. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but before that, uh, we will actually have the giant mega fest, uh, at at, at this giant celebration of the Gomez birthday, and that leads us right into our next episode, um, with the Reformed Horrors that are coming on. They're going to be performing at her party. And before that, we're going to talk to them. Um, they're on tour right now. I saw a couple of dates. I think they're going to be in Cleveland. In the next they were in Pittsburgh um, yesterday. I nice. told uh, Marie, I was like, Hey, whatever you do, don't stop in McKee's board and ask for directions. <laughs> That's good. Bad That's move pretty- for the whores to go to McKee's. Board. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. So we're going to talk to them next. And, uh, we're we're working on all kinds of fun stuff, but this is almost summertime, and everybody knows what happens in the summertime. Dee and Saucy well, and Fern go on the big vacays. So yeah, we're gonna be traveling a lot. Um, we're yes. revamping the network. Actually, working with a friend of ours mm-hmm. who is helping us do some marketing to try to get the network back on track since it had the big breakdown after we lost our co-host and everything, our political co-host. And all of that jazz. So we're trying to get back on track. Um, and you can find all our stuff, of course, at tincan.media, not yes. tincanmedia.com, tincan.media. And we actually have just put up, um, three new episodes. I was a little behind. Sorry, guys, of the Padula show. Um, oh, did you do that today? Yes, I just did that. Okay. And I expect to have either and or, um, a new episode of Uncustomary just as soon. Um, as Mary can handle the stuff that's been happening with her fans of her know what's going on. Um, and probably a new life is hard. Um, maybe as soon as just after tax season is over. So, yeah. And May, um, we're going to bring back, we've got some guests that I'm working things out with, and I'm not going to even jinx myself by saying we've got a super big out of this world guest, hint, hint, <gasps> hint, hint, that may be coming on. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to work out all the time frames and schedules with that. Yeah. 
Now, there's one other thing, and then we got to get John in here. We are supposed to have Fiona Dorif from Cold of Chucky and Dirk Gently, Holistic Detective, on Sunday. However, I'm like 50-50 right now on if that's going to happen. I haven't heard back from her. Her schedule is crazy. So what do you think, Dee? Is this happening or? We can only go where the universe takes us. Yeah, I don't know if the universe is taking her here this this Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I have fingers to imagine. Crossed, yeah, fingers set, crossed. It was set, and I don't know what happened. I'm sure her schedule is super-duper busy, so if she does not – if there is no episode on Sunday, it's because she is taping, filming. I, I don't know. I think she's in Iceland. Yeah. Yep, but um, right. May, we will be back in the swing of stuff. We'll have yes. regular episodes. Mm-hmm. But this is our 51st episode. Real quick before we get our guest in here today, I'm going to give you some facts of things that happened 51 years ago. Are you ready, Fern? Yes, the geek in me is jumping up and down and clapping in my head. All right, 51 years ago, Bobby Gibb, first woman to win the Boston Marathon. Here's one that's really odd to me. 51 years ago, daylight savings time begun. It went national. I guess it was only in farming districts, and it went national 51 years ago. Is that odd that daylight savings time was in mainstream 52 years ago? Um, no, because they actually changed that so that the children could help in the fields more often, at least from what I understand. I'm pulling this from the back of my head, so I hope I'm correct on that. But I believe it was introduced so that the kids could help more in the fields before and after school and during the summer. Out. Yeah, I just feel like that's so they been around for like... hundreds of years. It seems weird that it just started 51 years ago. All right. Um, well, we've, mo- we've moved away from an ag- agrarian society, so that kind of helped with the Industrial Revolution well, coming along. We don't along need any book smarts at this song. episode. Go away with all your fancy <laughs> knowledge. All right. Um, MLK makes his first public speech against the Vietnam War. The Small World Ride at Disney World opened 51 years ago. Miranda was passed. Not someone made a pass at a girl named Miranda, but Miranda Laws, when you get arrested, was passed 51 years ago. Star Trek debuted on television 51 years ago. Here's one for Fern. The AFL merged with the NFL 51 years ago. So I guess this is why this was Super Bowl 51, right? Yep. Yep, ah, and now you have the NFC have, and AFC. Yeah, I don't want football knowledge in my head. It sucks that I know that now. <laughs> um, the Doors debuted, released their first album 51 years ago. But all of that pales in comparison to this event. 51 years ago, our guest, John Lear, was born. John Lear! <laughs> Yay! Oh. Yo! You got some I, stiff competition really, there, don't you? Yeah, I... I I feel like the Miranda rights would probably be more important than my birth. Let's be honest. Who do you think I'm calling if I get arrested? My lawyer or you? <laughs> Call your lawyer. How I Call can your hire lawyer. you as my lawyer. I wouldn't recommend it. I could, you know, if you if you were arrested, I could give you some pointers on how to get through a night in jail, <laughs> especially if you're on LSD, which was my experience. I like where this is going. But, yeah. But other than that, it's basically just, Nick, if you find yourself in jail, just don't don't talk to anybody. Don't do anything. Just wait it out and get out. Should I do what your character in um, Jailbait? What's his name? Ozzy? What was your character in Jailbait? Ozzy. Ozzy. Should I do what Ozzy did in Jailbait? No, no. 
that's a lesson of what not <laughs> to do in prison. That whole that entire show is a lesson of uh, uh, of what not. To, God, I love that show. We found some stuff. Did you see? I found some um, outtakes that I released recently on our uh, YouTube channel. No, I didn't see that. I'm gonna have to yeah, check it I out because I surprised like that show was really good and i started watching it on hulu and then it just fucking disappeared well it was only it was a limited series it was oh no i'm sorry crackle is where i was watching yeah crackle that's right crackle bought it sony owns crackle and and we had just finished 10 items or less which uh uh sony was the um the studio on that and they said will you guys do do you have something weird you'd like to do for this a uh, website called this portal called Crackle. We want to do like a limited, you know, 10 episode, 10 minute each kind of thing. And we were like, well, we, we've been wanting to do this prison thing that's like Oz, but is as harsh as Oz, but funny. Because you remember Oz, right? On HBO. Yeah. This is, and uh, they were like, okay. <laughs> so I wish I could get base. stuffed on that easily. I wish I could just say, "Hey, I want to do this," and some big wigs would go, oh, "Okay, Nick, go well, ahead." Yeah, you know, I could. Na- I could also name like thirty-two thousand conversations that didn't go that way. <laughs> so you know, uh, fair uh, enough. It, yeah, it's it's nice when it comes when it when it works out like that. That was really nice. All right, uh, let's talk. Was, if, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, was just, delay. I was just going to say it was fun as hell to shoot because we shot at this. Um, uh, the, the standing set at DC stages, which is in downtown LA, which you get the, there's all these, these studios, these standing sets and places where you can shoot, uh, these sound stages all over LA that, and you know, there's the big fancy ones, but then there's like the smaller ones where you're like, how many porns have been shot, you know, in this jail set, you know? How many? So how you many didn't go in there with a the UV light to satiate your curiosity. Yeah, you don't even want to know. You can just feel it. You feel the energy of like, oh my god, people have had sex everywhere on this set. I, Fern, I, I'm waiting for the moist voice to <laughs> chime in for that. I'm just laughing. I'm trying to get the visual, and dude, I'm I'm gonna probably go to bed with that visual. So thanks. <laughs> it's <laughs> That's sort of amazing. Like Vegas. Vegas. So I feel like Vegas is like that. Like any, every, somebody has made love on every square inch of Vegas. Well, everywhere. you know, a friend of like, mine told me years ago that when you think about it in a, in a, uh, let's, let's say influence conversation we were having. If you think about it, every inch of this planet, there's a dead thing. Like something has died yes, every inch of this planet. Yes. I, I have discussed that many times. There's a lot of dead people everywhere you walk. Yeah, like anywhere you walk, there's somebody yep. rotting underneath you from hundreds yep. of years ago. That's right. That's right. Well, this show's off to a happy start, isn't it, Fern? Yeah. Yes, it, it, sure yes, is. it is. But really you know, that doesn't beat. bother me. I, I got married in a church with dead people in the church. It's one of the oldest churches of Christian origin on, in the United States. It's in Smithfield, Virginia. And when I walked in, there were these two long rectangular things right up by the front of the church. And I said, what is that? They said, oh, that's dead people, basically. Important dead people. How was that your wedding? Why didn't I know this? Yes, that right in the front of that church, it, huh. they were dead people, and that kind of oozed me out at first. But you know, the church was used as a hospital in the, the Civil War. Card. It, no, no, I didn't think that that was. I, I don't know. Can I get sued for non-disclosure of that? Are you going to sue me now because I, I didn't tell I you there were dead people now. in the church? Yeah, it was a little creepy, but they're dead. They don't care. You. I can tell you that yeah. much. 
I appreciate that, John. Right. I, you know, if you did, you could probably flip through one of your binders and, and find a contract for that. But I do appreciate binders that. souls. Oh, you know what? Speaking of <laughs> ominous things, I want to get to the ominous number 51 and start with you have recently turned 51. Oh, yeah. 51. Oh, my God. So here's my first question for you. What would okay. 21-year-old John Lear say if he met 51-year-old John Lear? Would he slap you or would he be pretty happy how you turned out? I think he'd be shocked that 51-year-old John Lear's alive, number one. He'd think you were a crisis actor. Yeah, he'd be like, wait a minute. This isn't how I thought things were going to turn. Because 21-year-old John Lear was uh, pretty out of control, as I recall. God, that was a great time. The early 20s, really. You just kind of turn it all upside down. At least It was I the did. 30s for me. Yeah. Well, see, I got sober when I was 30. So my 20s were when it was on, on. I was having sex with everything and putting anything I could in my body. Oh, my God. Including my... trash bags. Oh, yeah. I remember one time my brother came up with, my brother was also out of control. We were both just bad kids. And he had gone to a head shop and purchased this thing called the can. And it was an aerosol can that was like, it was bigger than any aerosol can you've ever seen. Like it was longer than any hairspray or and it was black, and the lettering on the side said, the can. And we just would spray it into a paper bag and inhale it. And um, it, it, it just made our brains do this kind of ning, 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 ning kind of... Uh, yeah, I remember that with explain. dust. Yeah. And uh, I just remember driving like 100 miles an hour in somebody's old, you know, Mustang, inhaling vapors from the can which I'm sure was like oven cleaner or something. And that was probably that was probably around 21. John, you have Maybe not been tore up until you've been driving around D.C. And I wasn't driving. I would never drive under the influence. But a friend of mine was driving. He was sober. He was straight edge. But we were driving around D.C. lost. And me and my buddy Pat were trying to navigate D.C. by looking at the back of a $10 bill. Because we were right in front of the monument. <laughs> and we pulled out a $10 bill. And we're like, dude, Jason, check. Like, we're right here. And just go up here and make a right. And we're using the back of a $10 bill as a map. <laughs> That's cool. That's like an Illuminati thing or something. Yeah, that should be a movie. I think I gave myself away. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. Uh, yes. Actually, I'll preference it with a little story. I was at a bookstore once on break when I was working at the mall. I was actually working at Pearl Fern, and I was about 31, 32 years old. I picked up a copy of Roddy Dangerfield's autobiography, and I started uh. reading it. And the first line was, I'm – I think he was like 82. He's like, I'm 82 now, and there's only a 10% chance I'll live to be 90, and I feel fine. And that's when it like hit me, mortality hit me. And I was like, yeah. man, and he died. He died like two years later. And I wow. was like, man, what is it like to be 82 and make a statement like there's only a one out of 10 chance that I'm still going to be alive in eight years, even though I feel right. fine right now? They, like, when did you, you start realizing your mortality? Oh, my God. Deep question. I we remember, should go back to deconstructing John Lear. Well, I remember standing in front of a – I was in the bathroom drying myself. 
And my wife, this is when I lived with my wife in this incredible rent-controlled apartment in West Hollywood, $800 a month, this gorgeous 1920s vaulted ceiling, amazing place. And that we gave up in order to get a house because, you know, we had to get children and stuff. But these were the halcyon days when it was just. I like the way you say with, it. It's, it seems like you went to the Amish market and got some. Had to go get some kids. Yeah, we had to go get kids. We had to do all that. Anyway, so I'm in the bathroom and the bathroom opened up to the bed, the bedroom and I'm drying myself. And my wife is looking at me strangely and I'm like, what? And she says. Um, your scrotum is longer than your penis. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, because my dad, I immediately flashed back because my, my brother prior to that had called my dad to tell him that he was getting divorced. He was really nervous about it. And he said, uh, Dad, I've got some news for you. And my dad says, before you tell me your news, let me tell you mine. I recently had my scrotum uh, tucked. I, they had to tuck it. Because- D, yeah. if my scrotum ever gets longer than... I'm not. I'm never telling you. My penis, yeah. Don't care <laughs> I'm that I'm never telling you. <laughs> uh, These are totally first world problems, and they are awesome to hear about, because this is everyday life that people think oh. about, but nobody talks about. No, that's about. not a so first it's good world for problem. Them to hear okay, now, John, he got it tucked? He got his scrotum you tucked. You can tuck your when- scrotum. <laughs> apparently he had to this was not for to you know this was this was a, a necessity it was a cosmetic because it was not cosmetic because he had to when he knew he knew he had to get it done when he oh sat down on the toilet and his scrotum dripped into the the toilet water oh god <laughs> now that nick is mortality that is oh my that's gosh. when you know you're closer to death than to birth you know, when your scrotum wow. is wet from dripping into the toilet water. John, if you've ever, ever contemplated writing a biography, you have to now just for that story. Just to uh, warn right. people the signs of mortality. I want to read an intro. Right. I want a 31-year-old to read that introduction in the John Lear <laughs> book in a bookstore. And I realize, oh, man. My scrotum. You know, in all fairness. In all fairness, it happens on the women's side, too, because I was talking to my mother, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't think I'll ever get a breast reduction. I'll never get a breast enhancement, but I'd like to have them lifted a little bit, you know, just maybe a little, just a little, Mm -hmm. you know, boost. And she said, honey, let me tell you, you have one thing between your boobs that I don't have, and that's a belly button. So women kind of go through the same thing. You know, I totally agree. What my kids have done to my wife's perfect breast, they they should be thrown in jail. (laughs) My wife, before we had those kids, she had the, I mean, the best breasts I've ever seen in my life. And they're still really good. That's, That's how good they are. But, oh, what those two creatures did to her. (laughs) <laughs> reminiscing all right let's move yeah. on to our next topic um i'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of the 51st state movement um this is the movement to grant u.s territories like guam puerto rico of course is a big one and even the district of columbia statehood and they've been kicking around this stuff with puerto rico for 50 years they've been trying to get it as the 51st state 
I feel like we have 50 states, and as weird as this sounds, I feel like it's an OCD thing, right? We don't want to make a yeah. 51st state because it's so fucking uneven sounding. Is that why Puerto Rico hasn't been able to hit 51? It's just too uneven sounding? Well, that and that, you know, they're they're left-leaning and, you know, it would cause some – it'd be problematic on, in, on lots of levels. But yeah, yeah, we would have to bring I, in a conservative state with the liberal state like they used to do with slave states 150 yes, years ago. A yes. free state with a slave state, a liberal state with a conservative state. Well, it ain't going to be D.C., that's for sure. I don't know if, you know, Guam, is Guam conservative? I, I don't know. I don't know if other countries if, define themselves like we do. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. You well, know, there is a solution. The solution is What's if you that? want to solve your OCD problems, then 53 is a prime number. So if you want yes. to go on prime numbers, you could actually include Guam, D.C., and Puerto Rico and have 53 states and satisfy that OCD problem. God, Fern, I yeah. love the way you think. Because 51, like of course, is a prime number, too. Uh, 51 is divisible by 17. 17 times 3 is 51. Oh, so it's God not damn a prime it. Is number. it really? <laughs> Yes. That's funny because I pulled the number 51 facts, and that Invisible was on there, Fern. I don't even need my yeah. fact sheet. I've got your big, beautiful <laughs> brain. In all fairness, I did look up 51 as a prime number today and found it was divisible by 17. So I did 17. Google that today, but that'll forever be in my brain. Well, they had um, seven, placed a bill. 17, yeah, but 17 and 3 are both prime numbers, so that doesn't that give us something? I feel like we should get something for that. Right. It's a pseudo-prime number, maybe. Well, you guys mm. should lobby because there's a bill right now in Congress that wants to grant Puerto Rico statehood by 2025. And by 2025, Kanye West will be president. So I feel like anything's possible, right? Well, yeah, and yeah. 24 million Americans will lose their health care, too. So there'll be a lot more people willing to vie for more states. There you go. Right. And they said D.C., they're actually talking about just keeping the capital area, just keeping the administrative buildings, the government buildings, and giving all that land back to Maryland. That's what they're proposing for D.C. Because Virginia took some land back not long ago from the Potomac. And they're saying, uh -huh. why don't we give all that territory back to Maryland? Because it was ceded from Maryland back when they moved the capital from Philadelphia down there to D.C., and they're saying give it back and just have the District of Columbia non-residential. What do you guys think Love about that? Love that idea. I, I endorse that idea. I think we should get it on a ticket. I think with your face on it and your binder of souls, you can make it happen, John. Uh, well, before you run and do that, I really think you should do some test marketing on it. I have a feeling that it may not. I mean, listen, I appreciate it, but I really think we should run that through some focus groups. Can we use your quick draw focus groups? Yeah. Well, no, that, that might not give us a clear picture uh, of the United States, but we can try. <laughs> you well, definitely draw, have a point there. Quick draw isn't interesting because it, it draws fans from both sides of the political aisle because of the, you know, you got the Western gun fans and then you've also got kind of the subversive comedy fans. So it, it is an interesting true. mix. Yeah. You are bringing people together with your binder of souls. Binder of souls. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Area 51 because I got two more things I want to touch here. 
Um, you know, I was looking up Area 51. I watched a documentary. I didn't know a whole lot about it. I knew kind of the surface stuff everybody else knows. I've never been big on conspiracy theories or even kind of watching stuff about that. And Area 51 is a lot more boring than I thought. The name Area 51, I thought it was like some top secret dossier and they got the name by mixing different chemicals or something. No, it's just a grid number. And Area 51 <laughs> was just started so they could test fly um, cutting edge types of planes, spy planes to spy on Russia. But of course, there is all of the conspiracies, and I'm sure Fern knows these better than I do. Concerning Area 51, John, are you on board with any of these conspiracy theories with a- a- Area 51? And do you believe intelligent life has ever visited Earth? No, no. I don't think anybody's come here. I mean, look at us. Does it feel like intelligent life has come here? And I don't think it would be what we thought it was. I remember one time I was watching this um, Twilight Zone episode. It was the one where um, To Serve Man's a Cookbook, if if you guys remember that episode. Yeah, yes. And the guy goes on a spaceship, right? The guy, And there's these big nine-foot-tall aliens. And the guy is in this room. You can tell he's on the spaceship, this reporter guy. And the alien walks in, ducks down under the doorway, and comes in the room. And I'm like, why would an advanced race of people build a spaceship with six-foot door clearances when they're nine feet tall? This doesn't make they any shot it, they, they shot it on a soundstage in downtown Los Angeles. Yep. It ruined the whole effect for me. <laughs> they used some, some standing set and just stapled aluminum foil to it. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like Night Rider or something. I guess they didn't have that then. It used to be Squad Car 54, where are you? <laughs> and they just souped up um, Car 54. Fern, I know you believe in aliens a little bit more. Me and John are skeptical, and I don't know where you stand. Do you? Well, I believe they're out there. I just don't believe they visited. Yeah, I and I believe they're in it. Yeah, right. There yeah. has to be intelligent life out there, but I don't yeah. think they've made it here. I mean, nobody could keep that secret. What do you think, Fern, D? Has intelligent life been here? I would love to think that intelligent life has been here just because maybe then we wouldn't be so screwed up. Um, but if they have, they came, they saw, they said, you know what, they're idiots. Um, yeah. But then again, you've got things like the pyramids and and Stonehenge and stuff that just seems That's like people point. couldn't do it. The Easter Sean Island Lear, not recently, but maybe a few thousand years ago with the pyramids and Stonehenge, possibly a little bit of alien assist. Um, I don't know. I mean, Stonehenge, didn't they use logs to roll it down the hill? They figured all that stuff out. Bunch of Jews know. you right? know, put into <laughs> slavery. They could. Yeah. Um, now I, I would hope that maybe, I mean, if they have been here, then they've planned on not coming back for quite a while because they know we're not ready. <laughs> it's like um, it's like on Star Trek where they're not supposed to interfere with any planets that don't have um, warp uh, travel yet or light speed travel. So we're not ready. But, it, but Fern, it you sent me that list <laughs> yeah. of um, that high-ranking official in the government who's been to Area 51, and he said that he put a whole list out about those aliens. I have the list here. Um, there have been four species of aliens who have visited our planet. Mm-hmm. There's between two and 12 total species of aliens. Um, some look like humans, while others appear more like creatures portrayed in popular culture. I don't know what that means. Pokemon? What creature are they fucking talking about from popular culture? That could be anything. They're talking about the greys. 
uh, uh, I mean, glittery vampires. <laughs> what is creatures from popular no, culture? You know, the thing well, of that drawing of the alien with the big eyes. Aren't yeah. they talking about that? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought they just meant any general, like, pop creature from popular culture, like it. Like Lady Gaga? She's an alien? I love it. Yeah, her. according to oh, Alex Jones, she is. What do you think, Fern? You must be chomping at the bit to get on in on this because you're always. I really am with all of you haters. <laughs> I'm going to go on record right now and We're tell alienists. you that I believe that aliens exist. However, I'm not a hundred percent sure what they are. Um, I used to lay in the snow and look up at the stars up in Maine. You could see the Milky Way. It's one of the ten percent of the United States where you can actually see it. And as a kid, I used to look up in wonderment and think, you know. There has to be life out there. I think it's egotistical to think that we are the sure, only yeah. intelligent life out there. Mm-hmm. But with everything that's happened, um, there's pictorial proof in cave paintings. There's uh, many stories in different cultures from across the world about star beings coming and kind of birthing life, uh, like cross-hybrid type situations. I don't know if I buy into all that. I have personally seen something that I cannot explain. Now, is it a gray in a spaceship? I don't know, but I have personally seen something that I can't explain. And I am of the mindset that perhaps this is time travel, that perhaps this is future generations and what we have evolved to, almost coming back on a school field trip, you know, to kind of check Ah, things out and learn history that way. Yeah, but Area 51 takes up 400 square miles. I mean, the the facility itself doesn't, but they've cornered off 400 400 square miles, and they have signs because you used to be able to see the facility from the the road, and they pushed that back so far that nothing can see it. They pushed it back a couple hundred miles in each direction, so nobody with the most high-tech telescopes at the border can see it. So they're, they've got to be protecting yes. something, right? That's pretty valuable. Well, that's a, that's typically and historically a military aircraft test site, test site. So if you're, you know, if you're testing, um, say the stealth fighter, you're not going to want anybody to get a hold of that tech. So I understand them bringing that out, but you have had several military officials come out and say, I'm, I'm like on my deathbed and I'm breaking my silence on what I saw in Area 51. Um, that doctor that I sent you, he just passed away, I think, in 2015. But his father brought home debris and showed it to him and said, this is from a UFO. I saw bodies that were not human. And the very next day, he was told to shut up about it and say it never existed. So, you know, do I give everything credence? No. But when you have historical evidence of people seeing things in the sky that's in cave paintings, I think there's something going on. I just don't know exactly what it is, and I don't know exactly what I saw. What I saw could have been a a military test plane that exploded. You oh, know, yeah, that no, could I have possibly been. Sure. But it was creepy, man. It was really creepy. John, what do you think about deathbed confessions? Do you put a little well, bit more stock into it? You got nothing to lose, right? That's true. Listen, I saw something riding a, a bike down Hollywood Boulevard the other day that I can't explain. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that was in your binder of souls. No, it was it, he, it was dressed. It was all gold. It was a guy who was dressed. It was fantastic. Was it the new There's, KFC? The new Colonel Sanders is all gold now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like him. Maybe he I was on tour, was, giving out free chicken nuggets to all the good little boys I, and girls. I don't think he had a thong on, a gold oh. thong. 
So I don't think, I don't know. Let's hope There was not. a lot going on. It sounds like it. And was Listen, his scrotum larger than his penis? <laughs> I, I'm guessing longer. Longer. Oh, my God. Fair enough. All right, let's hit this last subject. Super Bowl 51 conspiracy. Fern, hit me. You are our, our football football aficionado. Hit us with Super Bowl 51. What's going on? Why is this football player flipping out? I love football, so you have to you have to give me a little bit of leeway with the football talk. Um, it all stemmed from Marshawn Lynch, and if you picture – the 2015 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49, New England's up 28-24 over Seattle. Marshawn Lynch is their, uh, their, their leading ball carrier, in essence, and he ended up rushing for over 1,300 yards that season. So he was an amazing rusher, plowing through New England's defense like a hot knife through a fro-yo. And New England has the ball that gets picked off. Seattle starts in their own five, driving to the end zone, and he gets stopped at about the four-and-a-half-yard line with a little over a minute to go. Pete Carroll, their coach, decides to put the ball in the air, which is probably will go down as one of the worst play calls in history. And the ball gets picked off by Malcolm Butler of New England. They time the game down, win the bowl. Now, after that play, Marshawn Lynch is confused. Why didn't they give me the ball? Why didn't they give me a ball? The conspiracy comes out that they did not want him to be the MVP of the Super Bowl because of his behavior. He had just come off of a week-long standoff with the media. But is that conspiracy does, or is that just politics? Well, that's the thing. It's, I don't know if it's that the political as a aspect of it, even if it was true. Well, it, he thinks it's a conspiracy that they were keeping the ball from him. But he had just had the ball to play before. Pete Carroll wanted to throw New England's defense off their game. It just didn't work because Butler picked it off at the end zone. So you fast forward to 2017, New England and Atlanta. New England's down 28-3 to to Atlanta. Atlanta's got a huge lead on them at the, you know, with a couple minutes left in the third quarter. And New England starts scoring, scoring like crazy. And White had record receptions from Tom Brady in that game. They had a record comeback. Atlanta suffered a record loss, and it's the only Super Bowl that went into overtime. Now, once White got into the end zone, Marshawn Lynch tweets, Oh, Lord, now I know why I didn't get that ball. And from what I can understand, he has been kind of tight-lipped about it, but what I think is, is that he thinks that the NFL is rigged, much like WWE and WWF. It's all staged. In our elections. Right. In our elections. <laughs> and I, I just don't see how this is possible. These guys go out, they take a beating in practice, they take a beating in games. I look at them sometimes and I'm like, you know, people have a problem with what they get paid, but these guys tear their bodies up week after week after week. They get crazy torn that up. Sounds and some of these thin, plays, right? it's it's crazy. These guys tiptoe on the line and dump out of bounds or dump, you know, dump into the end zone. Some of this stuff that's snatched and snagged and pushed and pulled and tackled, you can't fake that. That's not it's just not logistically possible in my scientific brain. Like, I can't figure out how they could possibly do that. So I think he thinks the NFL is rigged, and that's why he lost that 2015 Super Bowl. Well, John, there was also um, Alex Jones and many conservatives were flipping out that Lady Gaga was actually performing a devil worship ceremony 
with the burning pillars at the Super Bowl. Did you see the Super Bowl or the halftime show or any of that? I did. Oh, I'm a huge football fan. And yes, I did see the the Gaga, the Ga do her thing. And yes, she did during that performance convert all of America to devil worshippers. You would know, you and have that, the binders. Yeah. That that's a known fact. As to Marshawn Lynch, I think you need you know, I agree with Fern's assessment. I think that you need to also to add further, you know, evidence. Uh, that there that 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 there wasn't uh, any sort of uh, mumbo jumbo going on is to look at just look at the tweets that Marshawn Lynch tweets out in general, or some of the quotes that he says. That guy is um, he's he's got an interesting take on uh, reality. And he eats Skittles. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you have but pretty yeah. <laughs> famous, well-known performers coming out thinking the Earth is flat. Like Tila Tequila, and they had the guy from Duck Dynasty. He took a globe and he spun it as fast as he could and started pouring a pitcher of water on it. And he's like, "Why isn't the water sticking to the globe? I th- I, this proves that the world is flat. Water can't stick to globes, even if it's spinning." How do you even God, wrap he, your brain around that kind of nonsense? What are you talking about, Nick? That's absolutely true. He, you pour water on a spinning piece of plaster Paris plastic. <laughs> And that's the exact same as the Earth that said they're both round. What are you talking about? It's the and same thing. I agree with him. Makes total sense to me. All right, guys, we got to get out of here on this late Monday night. John, I, you know, my feed blows up with your stuff. You've got the Haller updates coming across every day. John stands up, smoke show. You're always putting new outtakes up from Quick Draw. Um, Jailbait, I guess you said you just put some up. You yeah, generate yeah, yeah. more content than anybody I know. Do you ever stop? I- no, no, that was really good. At. I, I don't know how or why, but we are very good. As my manager says, we're IP creators. We're intellectual property creators. Doesn't yeah, I can't argue great? with that. I love that, IP creator. That's why he's our manager. So what kind of um, response are you guys getting? Because I, I noticed... The, you know, when we had you on last year at this time, it was like quick draw mania. Everybody God, thought season three was coming back. Everybody was badgering Hulu till finally yeah. they were like Paul Ryan locking himself in his fucking office, <laughs> like, go away, go like. And now it just seems like things have really shifted. Are you glad that you were able to get the interest to shift? Or are you just like, man, I wish we still had this fervor for quick draw? Or was it just not going to happen? Well, I don't think, you know, I mean, Quick Draw, I love Quick Draw, and, and I plan to do more Quick Draw. I mean, you know, we've written a movie, a feature for Quick Draw, and um, our shopping online. So I, I, think, I just, I feel like Quick Draw will, uh, will there will be more uh, Quick Draw in the world. Uh, Man, I hope so. I think, yeah, I, th- I think the chances are very, very good. But, um, you know, we have to, you know, we, we at the same time are creating new stuff, and that's why we're out pitching. And as you know, we're putting all of that up on our, uh, our website. But, uh, yeah, the, Nancy and I are about to, we starting tomorrow, we're out pitching these three projects. And we'll, as we always do, we'll document it on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah, I saw you can't give much up about it. Let me ask you this last thing. How's the stand-up yeah. going along? I mean, when we had you on last, you were just kind of going back for the first time. Now you're out there kind of consistently, and you seem really comfortable. 
Oh my God, I love it. I just got back from Atlanta. I just did an hour in Atlanta. I haven't done an hour in a long time, and that was really fun. And uh, there's there's talk of me going to, um, where is, I guess I'm going to Arizona next, maybe. Um, but it, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. It, 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 it. I love it more now than I did when I was doing it like 15 years ago. Uh, maybe it's because I maybe it's because I don't care. My scrotum is longer. <laughs> like, That's where the comedy comes from. That's right. It comes from pain. The longer and, your scrotum uh, gets, the funnier you get. Scientists have definitely yeah. drawn those correlations. Yeah, throw out that Steve Martin comedy plus tragedy plus time thing. It's about your scrotum. Yeah, none of that magical the world is round thinking. We're going with scrotum yeah. science here. Water would fall off. Come on. Of course. All right. Where can everybody find you, John? On the interwebs. Uh, at John Lear tw- on Twitter or uh, John Lear on Facebook. Those are the best places. Or uh, Howler.tv is our website. That's our that's our mothership. What's the difference between – this is something I've always wanted to ask you. I can't believe this popped in my head just now. What's the difference between Howler TV and Howler Monkey TV? Because when you go on your YouTube, it's Howler Monkey, but then when you go on the website, it's just Howler TV. Howler Monkey Productions is our production company. That's the actual company. But for the website, we didn't want to have to make people type all that out. So it's just howler.tv. You are so such a got... benevolent demon from the abyss <laughs> with your finders. Yeah, I don't want I, – I like people to type as little as possible. Which is odd I mean, for somebody just... steeped in the bureaucracy of having a binder of souls. <laughs> it's true. But it's already typed up. I don't do that. Nobody else types up their souls for me. All right. I'll let Fern have the last word so she didn't get to talk much this episode. Wow. Yeah, I'm just uh, happy to have you on, and this is a great conversation. And I actually look forward to talking football with you here real soon because you can become my new football buddy. Nick does not want anything to do with what it. What did I so. call football the other day, and you started laughing? Oh, you said you're something like, you're adorable. about – Why did you call it that? I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I forget what it was, but I, I it was just so cute. I forget what it was, but it was so cute. You're like – It yeah, was obvious I have zero like, football knowledge. Scoring a basket or something like that. I don't remember oh what it God. was, but it was so cute. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't ignorant. It was just I didn't know the terminology. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. Like the runny guy or something like that. We can talk Fern, politics all day long, but I'll go ahead. You handled it. I was just going to ask you, what do you think the chances are for my Chiefs next year? For Casey? Yeah. I have mad love for Casey. Um, I've always been a big fan of Andy Reid. I think he's an amazing coach, and I've got nothing but love for Casey. As a matter of fact, when we met them in the playoffs, I don't know if it was this past year or the year before, I was torn because I was just like, man, I don't want to see Casey lose, but New England has to win. So I love Casey. Um, I think their chances are good. I think they've got a good team. I think they've got a great coach, and I think that you're going to see nothing but – but better out of them. And, you know, if they go, um, I'll be behind them 100%. John's the only guy we have on the show where we have 20 minutes of material to cover, and it runs 45, 50 minutes because we always have so much fun. Um, You know, though, Fern, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't a blue team usually win? I read that on something or other when people were picking their brackets and stuff for it, and they're like, oh, you know, I lost because of this or I lost because of that. And they said something about the the great majority of teams that actually make it are blue teams. Whoa. Well, yeah, you have that. the 
That Dee's I didn't know that. I had conspiracy. no idea about that. Yeah. Yeah, you have ASC, NSC, and, you know, Seattle did very well in their own right. I saw Russell Wilson come in as a uh, a, a backup quarterback, second string, and I tapped Kenny, and I was like, you have to watch this guy. This guy's the next Tom Brady. He's going somewhere, because I saw Russell Wilson play like he was playing college ball. They play a little tougher in college than they do in uh in pro ball and um they they've done very well i won't take anything away from seattle but um that marshawn lynch he's got a mouth on him and an attitude to match so he's uh <laughs> he's not something i can handle that's yeah that's not something Man, i thought we got rid of randy podcast together <laughs> not to not to do your job nick and tie it all together but the kansas city chiefs were in super bowl one which was 51 years ago Whoa! Yeah, wow. John beautifully I love brings it full circle. It's like an elegant equation. You brought it all full circle for us, John. All right, we're going to end this show with a little song by Jimi Hendrix. Any Jimi Hendrix fans? Sure. Me, I am. What song do you think we're ending with? Purple Haze. No, it's got it's got to do with the number fifty-one. Oh, the clock tower. No, uh, I don't know. It's a little-known song. I, at least it wasn't on my radar before this. It's called 51st Anniversary by Jimmy Hendrix. Hit it, D. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Thanks for having me. Bye.
Let me get back to mine.